And I said, um, okay, anyway, hi everybody and welcome to Screen Share, a movie podcast about making your bunk bed fall on your brother you might like, actually. <laughs> I'm called Amos Wood. And I'm Adam Cook. And this week we're talking about, yes, you guessed it by the title of the episode. <laughs> I don't know, I don't think people read that. Step Brothers. Starring Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, released in 2008, made $120 million at the box office, cost $60 million. I'm going to tell you every statistic I know. Directed it only by made $120 million? Yeah, it so wasn't really that so big. So it's a bit of a cult classic. Um, I don't think you couldn't say that. Or more of a classic. But like a post-theatrical. It did well. It and did, then did well, yeah. very well on home video. Yeah. Like... I don't think you can call a movie that made a hundred million dollars a cult classic. Like you could Fair. call another movie from this month that we're going to do, Wet Hot American Summer. That is a cult classic. That is a, that's but this a, isn't a really. definition of this a is like a cult anime. classic where, like, when you were in high school, you'd be like, "What? What's like a like your favorite like comedy movie?" And someone would be like, "I don't know, like maybe Step Brothers." I don't know if you've seen that one. Yeah, but it's obviously like you've seen that one because like. You're not special. Me. Insert a beep there. So I it mean, sounds like I said did. someone we know. You're not special. Me. Mrs. Okay, Mrs. you should actually put a beep in there. <laughs> Why would you say someone we actually know? <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, I'm Calder. And this is the first week of him. August. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I, I was going to do this off the top, but then you went running. You started running. And we're actually almost done the episode. So Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is the first week in the month of August. The month of August is our comedies month. We've done a few comedies Comes after before. July. Comes after July. Um, speaking of July, only two episodes that month. Um, sorry about that. Oopsie daisies, I guess. It's only a fucked up month. It was a good month. It was a really good month, but it was fucked up. Oh, it was up. a great month. We're just very busy. Mostly you, also me. Okay. Put the blame on one person, I guess. Well... No, actually, I've also been very busy. <laughs> Lots of running around. Um, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately, we only released two episodes last uh, month. And uh, both were kind of fucked. Why? <laughs> I mean, the Wedding Crashers episode, you recorded through your... Laptop mic? Your laptop mic. And the... Other one. Other one, we recorded over Discord. Yeah. And, like... Just getting the levels was very difficult. But look at us now, huh? Look at us now. We're back. I'm visiting for all the other episodes. Calder's come to my apartment. Yeah. And now I'm at his brand spanking new apartment. And we like to call Adam's apartment the Hobbit Hole. And what yeah, do we call this sure. one? Sure. And we call this one. Because it's too short for me. It's more of a me problem. But you know when Gandalf... I've seen this clip. I haven't watched the movies. But when Gandalf yeah. walks into Dobie's house... Dobie's uh, house, you said? Yeah, Dobie Digital. When he walks into Dobie's house and then he bangs his head on the chandelier. Sorry, Dolby. Do you mean Frodo? No, I think his name's closer to right, Dolby. We're moving on. We're moving on. We call Darwin. Your, we're we call your apartment the uh the swamp. <laughs> 
Honestly, with how my guts have been recently, that's fair. Bubble gut? <sighs> well, just listen to this. Here's the thing. I'm sure that the I listener can tell pants. without needing a visual, but it was very clear there that like you kind of had one coming, and then you put the mic there, and you were like, oh, I got to push it out, because <laughs> there was a bit of a pause. Um, but yeah, as for the month of July... Um, you know, we didn't get to do Marry Me. We didn't get to do Princess Bride. Princess Bride, I'm sure we can slot into another yeah. month. Marry Me, you said you're not super attached to it. But, you know, um, I watched it again. It's fine. I think it could have been a fun episode. Mm. Maybe I'll sneak it in when we do our Owen Wilson month. Sure. But, you know, what are you going to do? You, yeah. can't, you can't win them all. <laughs> and I got through a lot of my Jennifer Lopez talk on the first one. Yeah, Wedding I was going to say, we, we by not doing Marry Me, we did avoid doing two actors in the same month twice. But we are... Oh, wait, no, actually, that's for our next episode. Never mind. Well, that's fine. We can mention it. I was just going to say, well, we, we are we doing a lot a, of Rachel McAdams on yeah. this pod. <laughs> Rachel McAdams is going to make yet another appearance in one of these. Anyway, Step Brothers. Yes. About two... A 39 and a 40 year old man mm -hmm. still living at home. Which, when I watched it the first time, or like the first bunch of times, I, I just watched it. I was like, this is a funny movie. When we watched it this most recent time, I yeah. was like, every time they said or did anything, I was really focused on the fact that they were 40. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first time you watch it, and you're like, that's like a funny comedy premise. Well, the first the first couple times, I was just like, oh, it's just like 40-year-olds playing kids. But mm -hmm. then I was like, okay, this time I'm going to like focus on the fact that, like, no, they're 40-year-olds. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it makes it a little better. It does. It makes it a lot better because I think it like shows a bit of the depth that this movie has, mm. which I think a lot... I think the Adam McKay movies with Will Ferrell, which would be uh, Anchorman, Talladega Nights, and Step Brothers, are all focused on making fun of a very specific concern. It doesn't have to be conservative, but like conservative ideology or conservative mm -hmm. way of acting. Yeah. Where they like get shown the world and they don't, it can't compute. So like with Anchorman, I don't know if it's... I, I'm no fucking historian, but it feels like sure. a Reagan idea of like what success is, how to be like a good man, like what how a man should act. I have a strong mustache, a good looking suit, yeah. and I uh, am a misogynist, <laughs> and I'm basically. The, but I'm the most important man in the city. I'm rich. I have all these things. I have these leather bound books. It smells of rich and mahogany. And my job like is my identity. But like you're a bad. Like, you're kind of a bad guy and <laughs> yeah. no one calls you out on it. That's the part that Reagan didn't mention when he <laughs> was uh, introducing capital. Uh, he didn't like, you know what I mean? Trickle down. Trickle down. Um, And then Talladega Nights is like this sort of spoof on like George Bush conservatism where it's like NASCAR God and KFC. Where it's like yeah. that sort of thing where like that's like... I don't know. It's just like the way wealth like corrupts people who are like kind of normal. Yeah. And like how these like weird symbols are, have become meaningful to like a type of successful person. Yeah. And like that's what people aspire to be now instead of like more moral because he's not like a moral character in Talladega Nights. He's like a bad father. Well, yeah. And a race not... car driver and a 
kind of a piece of shit and like <laughs> it's not pursuing being like a good person and yeah. like strengthening the relationships in your life so that mm-hmm. you live a fruitful and happy life it's about like where can i get as much success and power as i can and he's like prejudiced he does it through nascar <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then he's prejudiced to a foreign person who's different yeah. than him and is better than him but he can't accept that and like was that Sasha Baron Cohen yeah. in that movie? Okay, I couldn't he remember. He can't accept that, like, this guy's actually better than him. So, like, if he accepts it, then he'll work on it, which he kind of does. And that's, like, the lesson of the movie. But, like, yeah, the whole thing is, like, this character is a piece of shit. And, like, we're going to show you why that's bad. Yeah. Where in Talladega Nights, it's like, wow, this guy's a piece of shit. And you kind of laugh at how bad of a guy he is. But even, like, that's the same thing in Anchorman. Yeah. Right? Although that one's a little more like, wow, this guy is ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> and then in Step Brothers, it's these guys are dumb. Yeah. But it's like a type of person yeah. who is like, I think a lot more common, especially now. Like, I feel like this movie kind of predicts a future where it's like, if the internet was a little more mature, it'd be a lot closer to what mm-hmm. is kind of happening today with like these fucking internet dudes and like. I mean, they're all just, like, exaggerated versions of real-life people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, like, common real-life people. If you were making Step Brothers today, one of these guys would be a Snyder Cut boy. Oh, yeah. And, like, not to invoke Zack Snyder. I'm sure he's a fine guy, but, like, it's, like, the thing where, like, the guys who have become so obsessed with these things and are, like, so childish and haven't figured out how to grow up are, like, just, like, kind of bad and like and that's not they to say bring that, a like, you down can't on a be lot of excited people. for things or like like things but the snyder cut is kind of just like <laughs> like you here's the thing if you like the snyder cut that's fine but it's like the thing of like people campaigning for the snyder mm-hmm. cut and then like it coming out and being like this is the peak of cinema yeah like that there's just something about that kind of person it's just that's like, like you have not really seen you know well, there's, it's you like there's no rebuttal. It. The rebuttal is just like, oh, you should probably grow up. Like yeah. you're talking about Batman and Superman. Expand your world. You're telling people to kill themselves because they don't like Batman movie. Yeah. Kind of like Star Wars too. Like all those like oh, yeah. weird fandom things where it's like, that's what these guys kind of are. But it was like a little too early to really get into like the internet kind of thing. Because I feel like if it was about the internet that much, then it wouldn't have been as good or, like, as accurate, you if, know? If this exact movie was made, but in a modern age, there wouldn't be as many, like, goofy antics, like, getting beat up by kids at the park. It would be, mm-hmm. like, they are just chronically on their computers in their rooms. Mm-hmm. And, like... Or they... Yeah, they wouldn't be watching pay-per-view porn. <laughs> They'd be, like, on... Furiously masturbating on the couch. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Or they'd be like playing Rainbow Six Siege and cursing out a child or something. Yeah. Um, Also, I just do want to rewind because I am like very publicly a Star Wars fan. And you you mentioned that that fan base is horrible. When you won trivia, you said, I'm not a racist one. Yeah, that's literally the story I was going to tell. I've for the past two years on May the 4th, I've done like a Star Wars trivia. And this past we have. Well, yeah. You were there. 
<laughs> oh, I don't even know if you know this, Calder, but on on their like main Instagram page, they posted a picture and said like the repeat winners of this of Star Wars trivia, but they used the group photo they took. So I'm on the snakes and ladders Twitter. <laughs> what snakes the? and lattes? Oh, sorry. So literally, I looked at it. My first reaction wasn't. Oh, cool that they put us put me up put me up there because I won. It was oh, it's hilarious that people are going to see this and think that Calder is like a Star Wars genius, especially because you spent the whole time <laughs> talking about how much Star Wars sucks. Anyway, but when I won and they were like getting my information to like send me the gift card, I won. A star? Wait, did you say Star Wars genius? Yeah, you're a Star Wars genius. <sighs> what a term. Um, but uh, <laughs> when they were giving it to me, uh the social media manager who I'd like talked to last year and then talked to this time, she was telling her coworker like, Oh yeah, this guy won last year. And he's like a big star Wars fan. Maybe like hyping me up big time. I don't know why, but I, my immediate reaction was like, yeah, but not one of the racist or sexist ones. <laughs> and then it was just like kind of quiet. Honestly, it's kind of, <laughs> I, I just felt like I needed to s- clarify that. Because I feel like Star Wars fans are like, they're at a low as far as public perception, deservedly so. Well, if they were that low, they wouldn't be doing a trivia inviting a bunch of Star Wars fans. I know it's not that low, but like, I don't know. I just like felt this weird need to be like, hey, because in my mind, I'm like Star Wars fans are perceived as sexist and racist. Yeah. And I'm a guy who just won a Star Wars trivia contest two years in a row. You hear those two pieces of information, you're assuming I'm a racist and a sexist. But you do have a mega hat on right now. I Is it you watch so much Sam Witwicky though? Sam Witwicky? What from yeah. Transformers? No, what's the guy? Who's the Star Wars trivia guy named Sam Wh- Sam Witwicky? Sam Whitaker? Sam Witwer? Sure, man. I'm asking you the question. He's the voice actor for Isn't Darth he on all Maul. those trivia shows you watch? No, he d- he's done a couple. Oh, sorry. You're I'm probably thinking of scum. Alex Damon. Ugh. Star Wars Explained on YouTube. Anyway, Step Brothers. <laughs> sorry I went on that rant. Adam McKay. Yeah. Let's talk about Adam McKay for a second. So Okay. Adam McKay, he's had an interesting career. He was like the head writer at SNL for a while during that sort of Will Ferrell run. In like the early 2000s. Then they moved into making movies. Um, He. I think his first movie was actually. Yeah his first movie was Anchorman. Directed and wrote it with Will Ferrell. First movie? Yeah. Very nice. But it's like. It's kind of like how Greta Gerwig's first movie was Lady Bird. Not exactly actually. But like. Where it's like. It's not like. Emma Seligman. Who Shiva Baby was her first movie. Where you're like. That's a first directorial debut it's like jordan peele is a better small movie yeah it's like it's it's his directorial debut but like this guy is well known it's Mm. hard for him to make the movie but it's not like he's making a small indie in one house with like a college actress he's already got the notoriety like these guys were in their 30s yeah by the time they're making this movie um, and then after that, he makes Talladega Nights, then Step Brothers, then the other guys with Will Ferrell. Which hasn't aged well, but we won't get into that. Yeah, I think people, I think the reception in that movie is generally good. I just oh, don't yeah. think I hear people we talk liked about, it very much. Yeah, I hear people talk about liking it a lot. 
I mean, and even you were like, it's a pretty good movie, and then we rewatched it and just realized it's it's very, it's aged. It was one of those ones that I had. It was like that in the Love Guru that Guru that I had on my iPod when I was growing up. So I watched both of those probably like ten times each, ten times more than I should have for the Love Guru. But we're gonna do it on this <laughs> on this show. We're gonna do a Mike Myers year. What should we do? Like a guilty pleasures month? It's not a guilty pleasure. I think we should do full blown racism. Birth of a Nation, Love Guru, Aloha. That's the one where. I- Emma, Emma Stone, Stone is yeah. an Asian woman. Um, <laughs> so the other guys. Then Anchorman 2, which I started watching one time and didn't finish. But I've heard like rumblings of like a reclamation project for Anchorman 2 where it's like, we got to kind of go back to that, see how it's looking. What, like doing Anchorman 3? No, like let's see if Anchorman 2 is really as bad as we thought. Okay. Because it came out. I've never thought Anchorman 2 was that bad. I think it was like Anchorman is one of the defining comedies of the 2000s. And then 10 years later, they make Anchorman 2 and you're kind of like, eh. Like everyone who was really excited for Anchorman 2 had seen Anchorman 13 times and can probably recite the whole movie. Yeah. So then you go see it and you're like, fucking Drake's in this. Drake was in it? Yeah, he's in the big fight scene. Oh. He's like, Canadian news broadcast, eh? Oh, right. And Kanye's in it. I think he's supposed to be like, maybe this is bad if I'm getting this wrong, but I think he was like BET, like the BET anchor. I mean, I I guess the way they probably saw it was like... Maybe I flipped those because I think Jim Carrey's... I I can also just check it. the Canadian one. So what's... Is Drake not in it? I don't remember Drake being in it. I, I was like, not, yeah, Drake's. Oh, he's in it as Soul Brother. Interesting. Um, <laughs> Will Smith's in it as well. Yeah, um, it just seems to me like Anchorman was, like you said, one of the defining comedies of a Oh, yeah, generation. Kanye West is in it too. Yeah. So, like, they probably were like, we're making Anchorman 2. Let's, like, load this baby up. And, like, so many people were like, opportunity to be in the anchorman sequel absolutely well it's also like yeah it's like that thing where it's like yeah we could get will smith and marion cotillard for the french canadian news actor weird i mean i guess like harrison ford's in it too oh yeah i remember that i guess like they probably didn't have to pay most of these people very much to be in it though they probably got like some points and gave them like a couple hundred thousand dollars each because they're like cameos basically. Yeah. And then they probably, maybe they didn't give them points. Maybe they gave them like. What's points? Like percentage in the box office. So resi- like residuals? Yeah. Huh. It's just different. Terms. I don't know if that's the same as residuals or not. Residuals is something different because that's based on money from syndication, I think. Um, anyway, those won't exist soon, so it's fine. Oh dear, <laughs> we 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 stand with the, yeah, that's true. The, with SAG af is this it is SAG our AFTRA? yeah, in the Writers Guild. Even though we're Canadian and ours aren't doing that, but I we mean, still stand. You with can them. still you can still stand with a, a movement. It just feels like I've seen a lot of people because I'm like kind of in. I follow film people who are like into film and stuff, where it's like people who are like kind of not related to what's going on. Being like, I stand with them. And it's like, I get that. 
I mean, but it, we are a movie podcast. Yeah. I feel like it's not weird to say. I feel like the thing is, like, I support them, but then, like, people going a little bit of an extra mile. And, it, like, when, like, when, like, the George Floyd stuff happened and a lot of people were, like, posting shit about it that you know don't care about it. So, like, you look at it and you're like... Who do you know doesn't care about George Floyd? It's a lot of the people that we went to high school with. <laughs> and you're looking at it and you're like, okay... I've never heard you talk about this or care about it at all, but I respect that you support it now, I guess. Like, why are you posting this black square on your Instagram? You're going to oh, delete he, it in like three weeks. So here's the thing. I think <laughs> I think that just like, especially during... Interesting that we're talking about George Floyd but here. Like, you but you can like, apply it to like any movement where it's yeah. like... But I mean, like during that, it like made, made sense that everyone was like banding behind this because yeah. it was like insane Mm -hmm. um that being said the black square thing was straight up dumb yeah because it was people were using the black lives matter hashtag which people were using for like like for like actual things yeah for actual things and like to document like the riots and stuff and like police brutality but then people would search Black Lives Matter and it was just covered in black squares. Yeah. And it's like, you're not, truly you are not doing anything. And my thing is always like, if you're posting, like, if you're just posting, I don't love that. If you don't po- donate and post it, I'm a little more okay with that. But just donate. It yeah. doesn't have to be for everyone else. Like, Well, that's the thing is that it, like, a lot of it is performative. Yeah. So which, I just like... Which, like, anyway. I'm someone who posts a lot of political stuff on my Instagram stories, yeah. and sometimes I'm like, am I doing this too much to the point that, like, it seems performative? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, I was going to say, I think that's something that everyone deals with, but, like, I think a lot of people don't. <laughs> anyway, I should cap this off by saying... Both of us support both of the strikes very much. And support Black they Lives should, Matter. And support Black Lives Matter. But... They should just, like, Zaslav should just give them the fucking money because it's going to cost him more Dude, in the end. did you fucking hear and what Bob Iger said? He's so fucking, they're also fucking he's, dumb. He's, what did he say? He said they were being unreasonable? Is yeah, that what he, he said. said. And then, like, their plan is to have them lose their apartments, even though, like, it costs $150 million a week for them to be striking. And Yeah. It's costing like, them more money to not pay them than to pay them. Yeah. At this and point. it's like it's literally just because they're assholes and they fucking suck and, and and they're out of touch like bob Iger's statements were like the most like tone deaf out of touch things i've ever heard because he was like they're being unreasonable <laughs> talking about people who are like losing their homes he said that after coming back from a billionaire retreat on an island he makes yeah. seventy eight thousand dollars a day yeah it's fucking stupid it's insane and- eat the rich <laughs> okay I don't think it would taste very good. No, well, they probably have um, top sirloin. What was I gonna say? In their tummies. Um, fuck, I forgot what I was gonna say. It was about something about the strike. Anyway, I stand with all of I, them. What I will say is, I I do love how many like big name actors and writers are coming out and striking. Because yeah. like a lot of people are like, why are they striking? They're fine. They're millionaires. It's like, yeah, it's called support. <laughs> it's called supporting oh. their co-workers and their peers i think the problem that i have is like if well 
I don't even think this is like a theory. It's just like these guys feel embarrassed because they fell for this dog shit business plan that Netflix was selling them. Yeah. And now like they've realized that they've lost their main source of income, which is like box office and cable money. Now they're moving to streaming, which is a dog shit business. Imagine if I ran a coffee shop and I gave, it was $10 a month to get any coffee you want at any time. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like the coffee I was serving you was more than $10 a cup. I'm pretty sure. What kind of fucking business model is that? And well, the business model is that then everybody, like all regular coffee (laughs) shops close down. And Mm -hmm. then when they're all closed down, you boost the prices. And then. Oh no, someone's going to come back in and compete with us again. Yeah. Like that's literally what the system's designed to do. The thing about cable TV is like it was literally a socialist business in a, the way it was run because everyone paid into a pot that was spread out between all of the channels. Even yeah. if you didn't watch ESPN, you were paying for ESPN and Disney was getting that money and you were paying mm-hmm. for HGTV and HGTV was getting that money. Even if you didn't watch those two things. Mm-hmm. And now they've divided it, so they're not getting these, like, basically free revenue streams anymore. Yeah. So you were getting the revenue from the cable package. You were getting the revenue from your sponsors. And then, like, anything else on top of that was also just revenue. So, like, why have you... Why did you let Netflix bend you over like this? It just shows how stupid they all are. Like the actors, you mean? Or you mean, like, the the studios? You mean the studios? Yeah, the studios. You're not going to never get a job in the industry. I have two things to say on this. One, okay. I little hot take prediction. I think Blockbuster is going to come back in some capacity within the next like 15, 20 years. I don't know if Blockbuster will because they have like no money, but I well, think that's something like some that capacity. Will. Like yeah. Whether it's another company or whatever, I think something like, like I think a video store is going to come back. Even if it's just an online thing. What about like Redbox? Yeah. Um, the second thing is, I'm pretty sure the same thing's happening with music streaming. Like I keep hearing that oh, yeah, like Spotify is going to go down because yeah. Apple and, um, Amazon have money to burn. Mm-hmm. So they're just going to keep like their services cheap while Spotify is going to have to keep bumping it up. I just got a notification that it's being bumped up the other day. Once Spotify's done, so then Apple and Amazon just like ride it out for a little bit. And then when Spotify's fully done, boom, boost the prices just like Spotify did. But yeah. Spotify's gone. Mm-hmm. So they and then no what happens to the ringer? What, happen- what happens to the ringer? What happens to Joe Rogan? What happens to us? Fuck, man. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Oh, we we have like YouTube? <laughs> no way. Yeah, that's where a lot of your sort of people are. Anyway, so we should talk about Step Brothers because I think it's been sure about 25 means. minutes. Um... Let's talk about the movie. What was I even talking about? Oh, Adam McKay, The Big Short. That was the next movie on the list. Mm. What do you yeah. think about The Big Short? Never seen it. Really? 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 It's got a lot Gamer of gunk. like Moneyball energy, but Moneyball's better. I've kind of gotten that idea, but I, I've gotten the idea that like The Big Short is like Moneyball if they were like, what if we made it goofy? A little bit, but it's also like a, a pretty good primer on that whole time because it's about like the 2008 financial crisis i get youtube shorts clips of the big short a lot <laughs> we're the one where ryan gosling's like this is my quant no like, i get the one where uh brad pitt is like 
there's two guys and they're like, yeah, we just like sold a million fucking shares or something. Oh, yeah. And then Brad Pitt's like, congratulations. Every time uh, the stock price goes up, 40,000 people die or whatever the stat mm-hmm. is. Yeah. I've, I see that clip a lot. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, and then he did Vice, which was, eh, it's okay. This is around Anchorman 2 is when I feel like Adam McKay kind of loses his way. That's interesting, that look. Adam's got his eyebrow covered, both of his eyebrows. I could just say eyebrow. He hasn't plucked it in a while. That's one of the rudest <laughs> things you've ever said to me, you piece of shit. Um, anyway, Vice, it's fine. It's about Dick Cheney. It's interesting as like a thing to tell you kind of how, like what happened and all that shit. But like, do you think maybe he made Anchorman movie. too? It was like received mid-level by everybody. And then he was just like, all right, I'm going to try and make like serious movies now. Or not serious movies, but like... I think he made the big short and then took the wrong clues from that. Mm. And then has been leaning more into this like more conscious message, even though as we spoke about earlier, his first three movies have a pretty clear message that's like not that hard to decipher... If you're watching the movies... Did Adam McKay do Don't Look Up? Yes, that's what I was going to get to. Well, yeah, because I think maybe... My guess is that he he did those movies, but he felt like the message wasn't getting across as much. Because I think even the people... Maybe even especially the people that those mov- or his early movies are making fun of... Mm-hmm. Would think that those movies are funny. You know what I mean? Where yeah. I don't think they'd get like... Oh, it's kind of making fun of, like, me. (laughs) Yeah. So I think there's potential that he was probably like, okay, I need to kind of, like, tell these same messages, but through a more or a less comedic means. Yeah. And he also changes the topic of what he's talking about, Mm. where it's like, it's about the financial crisis. It's about the war in Iraq. It's and like Dick Cheney and all that. And it's about climate change. And also the movies get longer and they get a little more boring and there's less jokes and Will Ferrell's not in them, which is fine. But like honestly Will Ferrell same... should have played Dick Cheney. He was going to play Jerry Buss in Winning Time, mm. which is another oh, Adam McKay oh, yeah, project. Yeah. But then I think there was like some weird falling out and then it became John C. Riley. Um, Wait, did Adam McKay do Winning Time? He's like a producer. Oh, okay, there. okay. Um, Winning Time, a show about the Los Angeles Lakers. That's true. That's true. Uh, he also, I oh, it, look, it seems like he directed some of the episodes and directed some Succession. Interesting. Interesting. Um, <laughs> anyway. Step Brothers is I think his best movie. And I think that's a bit of a hot take because of Anchorman. Um, Sure. So let's talk about the two lead performances. We've got Will Ferrell. We've got John C. Riley. Dynamic duo. They had worked together once before this as like the two leads. And only once after this, I believe, which was Holmes and Watson. You okay? Yeah, I just heard a weird sound and I couldn't tell whether it was my stomach. It's coming from somewhere around here. Okay. It was like a... And I was like... Um, I think Will Ferrell is good in this movie. He's kind of... Like, Will Ferrell's kind of got the same comedic persona in most of the movies he's in. Where it's like... 
guy who's a little arrogant. Yeah. Um, I think he's good in this movie playing a bit more of a toned down version of that, if you can kind of call this toned down. But like I think John C. Riley is really the star. Yeah. He is like incredible as Dale Doback. I agree. <laughs> it's insane how he plays his character. And he's truly one of the best actors that we have that I feel like a lot of people underrate. Like he, we as a human race? Yeah. Wow. He's one of the better character actors. I do think he's really good. Um, Let me give you a couple things he's in. Um, Number one, my beloved Boogie Nights. Of course. Oh, well, that explains why you fucking love him so much. He's in Magnolia. He's in the first three Paul Thomas Anderson movies, which are Hard Eight, uh, Boogie Nights, and Magnolia, which are early movies in his career. Um, And he's pretty great in all of them, though the movies are of varying quality. Um, but he really starts off like doing serious shit. And then in the 2000s, he kind of like changed what he was doing to be more into comedy. So he does uh, Talladega Nights. Then he's in Tenacious D as like a little side role. Mm-hmm. And then he does Walk Hard, which we talked about in the Weird Al episode. Which kind of spoiled my thing on Weird Al because it's like, Walk Hard is so good. Um, Which would have been a good thing for me to pick this month. But I already didn't do that. So, time to fuck off. I mean, you can switch one of the other ones, but I think you're fine. He's in uh, Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie. He's in The Dictator. And then he like, he gets kind of older. He starts doing like smaller bit parts where he's like... He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. But like... There's a stretch there where he's just like one of the great character actors for his generation. I mean, even his tiny role in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like, good. It's good. He has one of the best lines in the movie. He's always good. Yeah. Um, but he went away after 2018 where he did The Sisters Brothers, which is like a strange, strange movie. Stan and Ollie. You've obviously heard of these. Uh, Ralph yeah. Breaks the Internet. Which oh yeah he's I, fucking Ralph oh, yeah, he, I didn't even know that I've never seen those and really? then Holmes and I feel like you might actually they're pretty good what are they about actually the first one is good I've heard people like the second one but I watched it while falling asleep one night and it did not keep me up my lane is more like emoji movie kind of stuff but then he comes back after Holmes and Watson in 2018 2021 he goes back to working with. Oh, what's that? I'm getting a phone call. From who? Your lover? We're just going to take one second. Hi, I'm so sorry. I'm recording the pod right now. Would you be able to call me back in 30 minutes? Okay. Love you too. Bye. And we're back. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's on a show called Moon Base 8 with Fred Armisen. And who's the other one on that? Oh, fuck. It's, oh, Tim Heidecker. Oh, nice. It was nice. like fine. It's a fine show. That sounds like it should be really good with that cast. It, they're just all like... This sounds bad, but like... They're just kind of older. Like, mm. if it was like 2010 and that came out, that's like fire in the fucking tank. Yeah. But like, these guys are like pushing 50 or 60... And you're supposed to believe that they're, like, being trained to go off to Mars. Yeah. It's like, eh. 
Um, and then he's in winning time, which I think he's incredible. In, I think he's Jerry in, incredible in winning time. Yeah. Um, John C. Riley is fantastic. Anyway, Brendan and Dale get brought together. Yeah. By the fate of the gods after their parents meet at some sort of conference mm-hmm. and Dale's dad played by Richard Jenkins mm-hmm. of shape of water fame mm-hmm. um, says he wants to put his face in Mary Steinbergen's Steinbergen's breasts mm-hmm. while he's talking on stage and everyone goes, <laughs> which definitely would not happen in real life. Everyone would be well, yeah, especially with the culture these days with, um, um, whatever the joke is going to be, I guarantee you it's going to be not um, great. Guarantee. All that's coming to my head is Adrian Wojanowski police. The, the, wo- f- the Woj police. The Woj police. <laughs> that's a, I was going to say that's a deep cut, but like, if you're the right crowd, that's not a deep cut, <laughs> but like, it's a definitely a weird joke to make on this podcast. Steven's going to be rolling in the aisles of the greenhouse when he listens to this one. I did say guarantee this joke's going to be bad. I'll admit it was mid. There we go. That's all I need. Bad. If Kleenex is in here, I miss, maybe No, man, we just bleeding. bought Kleenex. What the fuck is your problem? You get a call from your girl. The Kleenexes are outside. I'll vamp. I'll just wait. No, I'll vamp. Suck okay. it. I could suck it. You could suck it. We could suck it. He, she, one, who could suck we it. We both suck. Keskise. Keskise That's an interesting thing. Okay, now that he's gone, what a fucking... He's like showing his blood to me. He's trying to wipe it on me one time. It's like this one time in elementary school, this kid tried to wipe his booger on me. I knocked over like three desks trying to get away from him. What happened to vamping? It was pretty quiet. Oh, I was vamping. You just got to turn it up. <laughs> I'm back. I got a paper <sighs> towel instead. So Dale and Brennan are getting brought together. By fate. <laughs> and this is when we get our first taste of the fucking kick-ass music in this movie. Because the music oh, in yeah. this film is incredible. And there's a reason for that. It's done by John Bryan. I feel like I'm just talking at you this whole time. No, no, no. It's fine. You but, just This is just the Calder reading facts part of the episode. That's kind of like... And also, like, I just love this movie and I yeah, want to tell yeah, everyone can, everything about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So there's a lot of... And I think this could be a bit of the reason why I like it. I don't know why this would be the reason, but it feels like a subconscious thing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of crossover with Paul Thomas Anderson, who's probably my favorite director. Okay. Um... John Bryan did the music for this movie, and he did the music for Heart Eight. His first movie was Heart Eight, which is Paul Thomas Anderson's first movie. Then he did Magnolia, which was Tom- Paul Thomas Anderson's third movie, and then Punch Drunk Love, which was his fourth movie. And then he did Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, oh, Synecdoche, a- New York, okay. uh, Step Brothers. But Eternal Sh- Sunshine has an iconic soundtrack oh and it's just an excellent movie. It's yeah, one, it's one of Olivia's favorite movies of all time, if not Luke. George Clooney? No, Olivia's. Oh, sorry. Favorite. What? You thought I said George Clooney. I'm reading. Um, he also did The Other Guys. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading. He did This Is 40? Yeah. You love This Is 40. Uh, Trainwreck. He did the John Mulaney Comeback Kid. Comegeddon's? I don't know what the fuck that is. Oh, he did Lady Bird, too? 
Wow. And he did that so new Charlie good. Day movie that's coming out. So Fool's he's good. Paradise. But yeah, he's incredible. He makes pretty much only bangers. And that's, of course, with a name like Brian. <laughs> Um, but the movie in this, or the music in this movie is incredible. Like the, dun, 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 when the title's coming up, which I don't think is him. Maybe it is. I feel like that might, there's a vampire weekend song in here somewhere. It's getting hot in this room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we kind of get into the movie. It shows us how these two live their lives. It's some people downstairs doing some shit. But, like, how is it going through the floor? It's probably, like, some sort of sexual device. Like, the, it's, it sounds like they're... I'm sorry. It sounds like they're somehow... They've reversed gravity in their apartment. And they, they're they rolling golf balls on the ceiling. Let's hold on. Oh, it's someone rolling something in the next the room. It's probably a dog or something. It sounds like it's coming from fucking down there, though. I don't know, man. Maybe it's... <laughs> Maybe it's the ghost of Christmas past. I was going to say, I'm not going to say that. You. <laughs> Bing bong. Um, I got to get into the questions because I just looked at the time. We're 43 minutes in. I feel and like we've barely talked about the fucking movie. <laughs> but here's how we'll talk about the movie is by me asking you questions. Sure, sure, sure. So who do you think is... A better son in this movie. Like Dale like or Brendan. Quality son? Yeah. I think Brendan's nicer. I think Brendan's generally nicer, but I think that Dale is like. I don't know. I feel like because I feel like Dale treats Brennan's mom better than Brennan treats Dale's dad. But Brennan is all just weird around Dale's dad. He's like, oh. Sorry, Mr. Yeah, Go I back. guess Dale is like, I'm going to fuck your mom. Is kind of yeah. like the thing. That's... He's like, what if I come out of the shower? Luscious V of pubes going from... Or luscious V going from my chest pubes down to my ball throw. She looks at me. <laughs> she says, I've had the old bull. Now I want the young calf. And then Richard Jenkins says, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, And then he says that they're only keeping him around because they both want to bang his mom yeah when they're like arguing in the bed which is <laughs> fucking hilarious because like i think we have not like argued and like insulted each other but like had a whisper conversation while we were trying to sleep, sleep. At oh a yeah sleepover. i feel like everybody's had that at every yeah. sleepover yeah. it's like but then you have two 40 year olds like whisper yelling at each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's just hilarious. It's amazing. And then they eventually turn the lamp on and turn to each other and be like, I'm going to fucking kill you the moment you <laughs> close your eyes. I'm not closing my eyes. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's just it really good. The chemistry is palpable. It's because like these characters do everything a, a young boy would do in the situation, but they're 40. And for some reason, that's well, it's just not a even that. It's, it's it's everything a young boy would do with the confidence of a forty-year-old <laughs> man. Because, like, I don't even think a kid would do a lot, of, do or say a lot of the things that are they do and say because a kid is like insecure. Or maybe they would just <laughs> say it. Like, I'm gonna put my balls on your drum set. I feel like I would say that to someone sure. when I like my friend when I was 13. Yeah, but you but wouldn't, I wouldn't actually take do it. my nuts out, which cost ten thousand dollars to make for the movie, by the way. What the nutsack? Yeah, cool. and Will Ferrell kept it. Um, Good for him. 
I would keep but it like, too. There's shit where it's like, should we make bunk beds? And then they actually make the bunk beds. It's like playing out the childhood part of them. Because maybe they'd like either didn't get maybe i'm going a little too deep but like it's like them realizing their childhoods well so they can get through that and become adults it's almost like the reason that they did not like become mature adults is because they never had a like because they never had a sibling yeah and then all of a sudden they have a sibling that they get along with so well and they're able to like find closure on their childhood mm-hmm. a little bit because they're actually doing the things they couldn't have done previously yeah. without a sibling. Because De- Brendan had Derek, who Adam yeah, Scott's Derek's, incredible, but oh, Derek's a piece of shit. Derek, yeah, Derek's bad. And Brendan does have a mangina, which probably held him back a little bit. Fair. To be fair. But, you know, it's things we got to deal with in life. Um. So... I think Brendan's a bit of a better son because okay. Dale is such like an asshole about a lot of things. Yeah. Whereas Brendan feels more wounded. Maybe Brendan's a better son, but I do feel like Dale is a better brother. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I feel like Dale is better to Brennan than Brennan is to Dale. Yeah. I feel like Dale's like the older brother, like shepherding Brendan through things. Brennan. Brennan. Brendan. Brennan. Brennan. Brendan. Oh, that's probably why he lived at home until he was 40. <laughs> why? Because his name wasn't Brendan? Yeah. Because <laughs> every, every time someone's like, you're like, oh, my name's Brendan. Oh, Brendan? And he's like, no, Brendan. And he'd go, no way. And yeah. he'd go home. Yeah, and then he'd... Fucking jack off on the couch. To good housekeeping. Favorite non-pornographic magazine? Lego magazine. That's fair. I was going to say Playboy. It's for the articles, man. I don't know what that is. What time is it? 10.41. Jeez Louise. AM. <gasps> I got to go to work. It's already. Wow, I'm such a good actor. Why am I not in movies right now? What's your favorite bit of the movie? That's tough. Do you want me to name a couple? Sure. There's the white dog shit, and i.e. fighting the kids. It's not that one. There's the interview bits. That's pretty good, but I don't There's think There's the bunk beds. There's Brennan singing to Dale. Oh, I do There's really the love Brennan party. singing to Dale and Dale being like that is like borderline crying. <laughs> being like, that's one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard in my life. Even though he's just like kind of singing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I watched the unrated version because mm-hmm. that was like we didn't have internet and that was I, that was I what, only had what, the yeah, unrated yeah. version. Um. And there's this scene, I don't know all the stuff that's not in the original, because mm-hmm. I think, I don't know if I've watched the unrated version more, but there's like an extension to the dinner scene where, I think it's the Christmas dinner scene. Yeah. Where Catherine Hahn and Dale have sex. I forget what her name is in the movie. Because that's Derek's yeah. wife, Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn and John C. Riley. Yeah. Have, yeah. Um, but it like, they keep like, they break through a door into the dining room and, and everyone it's like, clearly ah, sees them having ah. sex but no one realizes it yeah and it happens like three times and it's kind of boring yeah um understand why it was cut yeah it was like it shouldn't even be in the uncut version because yeah. it's not even like it's good 
Also, I think I know what my favorite bit might be. Okay. When it could be boats and hose, that's also another part. When Adam Scott's character Derek is like telling a story about a fish, oh, and then yeah. John C. Riley Dale was like, <laughs> I don't know why I have to say both of their that's names, but, uh, but John C. Riley's like, is that like really big? And he's like, what? It's like, <laughs> is it a big fish? And then that's like, Dale, what? Shut don't up! Don't interrupt him. And yeah. he's like, yeah, it's a trophy fish. Where did so, you get this guy? It's pretty big. <laughs> and he just looks at him like he's, he's like, an idiot. I don't know. Because like, I like that. I mean, I think this is just like one of John C. Riley's best like things. little things that he does. Is like he doesn't look like he's hurt. He's just like, like a wounded little puppy. Well, he and just like looks confused. confused. Yeah, he looks like he's like, why, why are you treating me this way for asking a question? It's like when you're like at like out and you're like there's like a customer service interaction but the service person's like mad at you i know and exactly you're like, where you're drawing this from <laughs> and you're like what what did i do yeah and you feel like you're at fault even though like it's the customer's always right okay well and now we have internet so it's fine yeah it's fine and i still have to cancel my Wait, bell who account. are you with Rogers now. There you go. But we got a two-year contract. These oh, guys two years? fuck us. Wow, interesting. But we can move it to our other, like, wherever we move, if we move or whatever, but, like... Still, a little weird. Scum um, of the fuck, earth, these ISs. I just want to say, fuck Canadian internet providers. It's genuinely, like, a wasteland here, as far as internet. <laughs> I, I'm on Freedom, and somehow I have 27 gigs of data nationwide, and I have an unlimited data plan. So I, I mean, if you're if you're looking for a cell phone service, it seems like Freedom's decent. Well, oh, I don't think like cell phone plans. Cell phones dog shit generally, though. Well, just generally, but I it's mean, like, like forty five bucks a month that I'm paying. But, but and I, I have twenty three like house days. internet. Like oh, health, 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 it's health, literally health, the, health. some of the worst internet ser- like service yeah. and providers in the world is in mm-hmm. Canada. Is oh, what yeah. I'm saying. Well, what are you gonna do? It's because they got a monopoly. Just like the grocery stores, anyway. Just like what? The grocery stores. Oh, I thought you said Worcestershire's. Like the sauce. Well, yeah, there, there's something going on there. I should probably dig into that. Um, I should probably <laughs> I should probably do some research on that. <laughs> Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire sauce. Do you just... think you could plan the Catalina wine mixer? Nope. It's the biggest helicopter renting event. On the eastern seaboard. Here's the thing. You make me do it. I could probably do it. But like, I'm not going <laughs> to want to or probably do an excellent job. Now, your Billy Joel band has a fight with the audience. Do you get up there and sing? I'd probably get up there and play the drums. And what would you sing? Oh, what would you play the drums for? I guess what would I sing? Yeah, what I, would you sing? That's a question. Um, it's got to be something iconic, but something the kids can dance to as well. <laughs> Interesting. And something the oldies will appreciate. Maybe... Nothing without you, baby. I was thinking more Stairway to Heaven, the extended version. That version's 35 minutes long, and it's a lot of moaning. <laughs> she bought a stairway to heaven, and she's jigging it all the way up. Now most people. Wait, wait, who do are, that again, and I'm gonna do the drum bit. She bought a stairway to heaven, and she's taking it all the way up. 
You didn't do it. No, I just figured... I mean, I kind of like didn't know when to go in. And then I was like, I'm just going to let him sing by himself again. Now, here's the funny part about that is I feel like a lot of the people who might have listened to this because they're like people we know and around our age sure. probably won't know the actual lyrics to the song. <laughs> I don't. Exactly. <laughs> And I honestly, to a today, part of why I didn't come in with a little because you don't know what it sounds like. I was like, if I, what if I get the beat completely wrong? <laughs> and you were like, maybe he's actually saying the right words. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to it today, and it's like, it's pretty good. I listened to the whole, dude. I didn't do fucking. We maybe we could cut this, but I didn't do fucking shit today at work. I listened to like I don't think a three-hour podcast. I think that's the experience of a surprising amount of people working. <laughs> I listened to a three-hour podcast about Oppenheimer. Nice. And then I listened to Ziggy Stardust. Nice. And then I also listened to the Led Zeppelin Mothership album, which nice. is their greatest hits, which includes such things as Stairway to Heaven. But I forgot what it sounds like because I only listened to it once. I'm sorry. But Zed, Le- Zed Leppelin mm-hmm. kind of rips, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Bro just good? discovered one of the most... Like, the most iconic rock band, band ever. Yeah. That's like if you were like, listen to the Beatles today. Turns out they're all, they're like pretty good. I like. Do you That's like so how true. I was like you saying Led Zeppelin is good is like if you said the Beatles were good. Yeah, you do that a fair amount. It's okay. It's your one of your things. I think I just like making comparisons, and usually it's fine. But that was one where the comparison was basically the exact same <laughs> fucking thing. I thought you were gonna be like. A movie like me being saying like oh I watched the Titanic and it was good or I mean, something. You did do that. I you, did. You rewatched the Titanic and you were like, dude, it's good. <laughs> well, yeah, still haven't seen but it. But like you rewatch Avatar and you're like, it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, boats and hose. Yeah, that's fine. I just feel like that's very like of the time. Like Lonely Island, I'm on a boat. Like it's also like that's true. I it, could see that. It but just it's like haha. For me, that's like, honestly, maybe this is a hot take. I think that's like one of the weaker bits of the movie is the boats and hose. I'll do you in the bottom while I drink in sangria. I mean, I think the rap is like, like, it's a good, it's a f- funny, goofy time. I just like, I'm not like, oh man. I think the video presentation when they stop his birthday dinner and put it up on like the projector and then they start playing it and it's like, people are like. What's going on? And their dad's like, is that my boat? And they're like, shut up! Shut yeah, I up! I like that they included them crashing the boat <laughs> in the edit. And they like do their pitch and they're like, prestige, worldwide, worldwide. <laughs> Everything you'll need. And I don't even know what the whole pitch is. Yeah. But it ends up being like a karaoke business where like you have to be able to sing if you're going to do karaoke, which yeah. is hilarious. Like. Which apparently it works out for him in the end. Yeah, because six months after the events of the movie, they have a helicopter, a company helicopter, and they beat up yeah. those kids. Yeah. What's your favorite comedy of all time? And are we covering it Jeez this month? Louise. Well, no, I think it, it might honestly be book smart, and we've already covered okay. that. So I think that's fair. Um, although. We'll, we'll uh, another one that I chose for this month. Uh, I'm excited to discuss because it's making its way up the rankings. What? Game night or yeah? Oh, okay. I we'll get you, into that. Uh, I in think that you meant episode. Monty Python, and I was like, 
that the appraisal. I even that watched Monty changed. Python and the Holy Grail in like ten to twelve years. I think I watched it two years ago, and I was surprised by it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not even that it was bad, but I was just like, "Oh, this shit's like long." <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what to expect. I was just like, I feel like. I wanted to put like kind of, kind of like a standout weird one on here. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I went with uh, "Everybody Wants One" also as one of mine. Which I have no idea what that movie is. Because it's like it's a little bit of a weirder one. It's not like a full out comedy. But "What Hot American Summer" I also thought was good because I want to watch that with you. I think that's gonna be a good one. Anyway, uh, next question: um, What would our company name be? Probably screen share. Yeah, but that's not really got a lot of pizzazz to it. So <laughs> okay, don't shit on our current brand. It kind of like, well, here's the thing. Let me sit up for a second. All right, he's sitting up for one second. <sighs> it's like, you know when people have a stage name? Like they got their name like it's Mark Sinclair or something. And like, that's fine. That works for the everyday. That gets the job done. Sure. But then you need to strike a little bit of gold. Yeah. If you want to make it to the big time. You got to change your name too. Vin? Short for what? Who in God's heavenly name? I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so. Diesel. Diesel. We've got Mark Sinclair. That's good. You could put that on a license. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's legally changed his name to Vin Diesel? No. Well, no. Okay. I think probably not for like taxes and shit, but it's probably on his driver's license. Well, that's legally changing it though. Then he's probably legally changed it. I just don't think it's that's on That's wild. Like... Imagine pulling him over and being like, why do you look so much like Vin Diesel? No one's going to pull Vin <laughs> Diesel over and be like, this guy's name's Vin Diesel. What kind of fucking name no, is like that? No, like they look they look at his thing and it says Mark Sinclair on it. Oh, I and see. And they're like, do you, ever, do you ever get that you look like Vin Diesel? And he's like, never. Here's the, here's I am Groot. <laughs> dude, Vin Diesel is the kind of guy. Groot. Groot. If he Groot. was pulled over with a Mark Sinclair license. L- like license. And they asked if he ever got that he looked like Vin Diesel. He's the kind of guy to not go, yeah, I get that a lot. But instead go, I am. I am Vin Diesel. I am. That's me. I'm Vin Diesel. And then the guy's like, okay, sir, can you step out of the vehicle, please? He's like, I'm Vin Diesel. Have you seen Fast and Furious? Have you seen Groot? (laughs) Have you seen Groot? They modeled modeled Groot after me. Yeah. Um, did you know that I did I am Groot in all the languages <laughs> I respect him for that though I do respect him for that but it's <laughs> fucking it's three words man exactly. it's three words but like if yeah, the rock are, had that role there are some he's not people that it. would only do the one yeah. right here's the thing he probably got paid more to do the rest the of thing those. I love about Vin Diesel though is that like he's one of the guys that seems like he's still excited to do his job yeah or like, like still that. likes it Whereas Even if like, he's an absolute whack. I don't think The Rock likes acting. No, I think I think The Rock likes having influence. Yeah. Um, and We've, I think that's a lot we're of... We're talking big, about a lot of different stuff on this episode. Yeah. The, I mean, here's the thing. We have episodes that went borderline 
hour 40 before it's like we, we we're like nearly at an hour we don't gotta stop it now we should probably talk about stepbrothers a bit more but yeah this has definitely been a tangential episode um so our company name probably something like lamp bridge can communicator communicators we could workshop that but i think Lamp-a-ridge that's probably Ridge communicator i think that's probably a good place to and start. what do we do like fuck shit up that's fair honestly that's fair um if we had any sort of a following instantly we're making a lamp ridge communicators t-shirt. that's our llc though oh, okay yeah that's that's just on the documents so they can't find us fair um Derek comes up into your tree house you're flipping through porno mags i punch him in the face <laughs> Do you believe he hasn't eaten a carb since 2005 or whatever it was? 2003? No. I haven't eaten a carb since 2003. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm probably not punching him because I'm just not a, I'm not a puncher. I'm probably in the Brennan role where I'm like, holy fuck, you fucking, <laughs> you punched him. Oh, cool. dude. I just, I just remembered about Brennan having a therapist. Oh, yeah, that wanting... like falls in love with him. Well, he falls in love with the therapist instantly, and then she like <laughs> slowly falls in love with him. But even at the end, she's like not really admit she hasn't like committed to it yet. Yeah, she's kind of still like I'm just your therapist, but also she's at like Thanksgiving dinner or whatever the final thing is. I'm I'm looking at the cast now and I'm remembering all these parts in the movie because there's like mm-hmm. so many like every scene has a good bit in it like the sweet child of mine when they're singing it in the car yeah <laughs> Catherine Hahn singing she's like so flat flat, flat. fifteen hundred dollars a week on singing lessons for this flat horrible let me save it meow meow and he just like goes into his thing and almost yeah. kills them and drives into oncoming traffic yeah like, what a great way to set up like this guy's a pretentious piece of shit um the kids are kind of like the same <laughs> but then uh katherine hahn's character is like very clearly <laughs> like like you it, it, it was a great way to set up when Catherine Hahn does throw herself at Dale. Mm-hmm. You're kind of, you like, like you understand. Get it. yeah. yeah. It's not like, oh, what is happening right now? The thing with, um, like, Adam Scott kind of to this point is that he was kind of getting caught in, like, the asshole kind of thing. Where, like, okay. he's playing that guy. It's kind of what Bradley Cooper was getting pushed into where it's like with wedding crashers yeah so like when he gets cats cat like he does this knocks it out of the park he's one of the better performances and then like this is the thing that he does kind of but then he gets parks and rec and kind of changes it because he's like a real nice guy in parks and rec you've seen i've seen parts of parks and i see parks of rec and now he's like parts of rec I think he's like, then he just does a bunch of indie movies and kind of just does like a bunch of random stuff. And then he's in Severance, which a lot of people like, which Dude, I never really watched. I, this weekend like, I, at the bachelor party I was at, uh, there was a, like multiple people who were saying, I need to watch Severance. Oh, and he's in Madam Web as Ben Parker. Charlotte's Web. Madam Web as Ben Parker. Charlotte's Web. Wait. Is that mean he's Uncle Ben? Yeah. 
What the fuck? What? That's not. Wait, Sydney Sweeney is. And Emma Roberts and Dakota Johnson and Isabella Merced. What is this for? Madam Web. Is it animated? No. What the fuck? <laughs> and it's directed by S.J. Clarkson, who I've <laughs> never heard of in my life. I have not heard about this Madam Web project at all. Adam oh, they've done Scott a lot of stuff. Scott is Uncle Ben. Wait, I think so. Wait, is this MCU? This is like Sony. Okay. It's the Sony part. But it's still Tom Holland. Wait, what? I think. Or maybe this is in the Venom universe? I think it must be in the Venom universe. So he's the Ben Parker. in, in Tom Holland universe, Ben Parker's already dead. Yeah. Weird. Mike Epps is in this too. What the hell? We gotta move on. Yeah, that's true. Um, I just think Adam Scott's really good in this movie. I also do. Also. And he plays the role so well, so you get why, like, that would be his thing. But, like, I don't know. He's just good. He's also a knocked up. Anyway. Um, back to Step Brothers. <laughs> what was I talking about there? Uh, fuck. You gotta say something. <laughs> um, well... I think that uh, what uh, what we've talked about a lot with the, these comedies, we talked about it with Wedding Crashers, we talked about it with um, uh, fucking what was it? Four Christmases. We talked. We didn't do an episode on that, but we talked about that movie. Um, and then we also talked about it with the Zac Efron movie we did. Um, something. Forget good, what it's called. Good call. That's how good of a movie it is. <laughs> But like with a lot of these comedies, they really that awkward moment. That awkward moment. They really struggle with third acts. Yes, because they all of a sudden go shit. We've been doing jokes this whole time. We have a bunch of loose ends in our story mm-hmm. that we have to tie up, and then the like last act of the movie is just kind of like pretty null. Like it's pretty boring. Yeah, and like Wedding Crashers, I think is the it's a most, it's a great example. Yeah, most like obvious version of this where it's like there's barely the any stairway the scene we talked about this for like a while but yeah. after the stairway scene it's kind of not good yeah um however in this film i feel like the catalina wine mixer is like a really great finale to the movie yeah like, it's incredible we, we only get like 10 minutes probably less because they, they kind of pass over the boring part mm-hmm. where there's like a falling out in the family. Everyone goes their separate ways. And then we get like a scene or two to tie it together. We get like but a montage, we... basically. They kind of yeah. go over all the dog shit that would be boring. bloating the third act so that the movie's two hours long. Yeah. And they just kind of like do a bit of a time jump, skip ahead to the Catalina wine mixer and just wrap the movie up with a bang and I think that might be one of the thing. Obviously, there's plenty of things that set this movie apart. But I think that it being good from beginning to end is like a big part of that. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of comedies struggle with like finishing well. Especially when I think the Judd Apatow comedies generally end well. Because they never have the heightened tone that a lot of the Will Ferrell and Adam McKay... Or, like, Wedding Crashers has a very heightened tone to, like, 
they're like these really charismatic guys and like they're the like this 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 they're like crashing weddings all that stuff they're going to the wedding of a u.s senator the guy just took his penis out i just unzipped my pants um but like it keeps that heightened tone and the judd apatow movies don't generally have that high sort of like heightened concept yeah but since they don't have that they can kind of ride out the like more emotional parts because judd if we're like measuring a scale the scale of drama to like pure comedy this talladega nights and anchorman are much more weighted on the pure comedy Mm -hmm. whereas the Judd Apatow movies are much more weighted on the drama, which I feel like I should have done a Judd Apatow movie now that I'm talking about because I love Judd Apatow <laughs> in like, well, some of them. Sure. Um, I mean, if you really want to hear Calder's take on Judd Apatow movies, go to his YouTube channel. That's actually true, but I took them down. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, I did. Did you delete them or you unlisted No, I just unlisted okay. them. I got like a hundred fucking unlisted videos, <laughs> which makes me feel weird because like a point people towards my youtube channel and then it looks like i've only done like three things yeah in the last two years but i've made like a pile of dog shit (laughs) (laughs) dude here's the thing i do the same thing but my thing is i'll edit a project and then not even upload it (laughs) so i do the same thing except i actually don't uh john ham and thomas lennon both auditioned for the role of Derek. i think john ham could have done it do you know who thomas lennon is no he plays like I don't know why this is why I think, but I, he plays the principal in a lot of things. Like he's the principal. I feel like he's like a principal in a lot of high schools. These are not pictures of him. Is this one? Do you recognize him? That guy? Nope. Really? Really? A few moments. Uh oh. Ah, that burp so stinky. I think we lost some recordings. <laughs> it went right into the hard drive. Yeah, my burp went right into the hard drive and it burned about 15 minutes of Calder's audio ah, from the end of the pod. And it's obviously Adam's fault. Yeah. Because I burped, it ruined Calder's uh, audio recording. And we had so much good content in there. Like, is Ugandan Knuckles racist? No one will ever know. Yeah, no one will know. Is John C. <laughs> Riley a good actor? No one will ever know. Yeah, we cut. And then, yeah, honestly, the nice thing, the thing that sucked is I felt like the last bit of the podcast we recorded for this that got lost was pretty funny. Like the very end? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, unfortunate. That was the unfortunate part. The fortunate part is it was a lot of like shit that does not matter. <laughs> it was, a, we talked or about does it memes, all matter? we talked about TV, we talked, anyway. Does it all matter? We talked about how great John C. Riley is, how he's like one of the gr- underrated actors of our time. Uh, I asked which of us is Dale and which is Brennan. And you were Dale, I'm Brennan. Yeah. You initially s- thought you were more Dale, but uh, then we kind of switched it around. Oh, uh, Honestly, I'm probably closer to Derek. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. There's the real Adam. That's good. <sighs> Winding me up. Um, so I get, want to just do Adam Driver and then rank? Want to just wrap this um, up? I got, got one question for you. And sure. it's really just about Ugandan Knuckles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, let's see if there's any good questions that I asked. Um, actually, can we just talk about the political and economic state of the world? So 
I think we cast Adam Driver as in Adam Scott's role. That, or I did, I think. Yeah, I think we both did. Not that, but he it doesn't would, like, matter because they're not going to be able to fact check it. True. So it's not like we have to like. Get so we it both right. said that. Yeah. So we both said uh, Adam Driver is Derek, just because he would. He would, and he can sing too. Yeah, that guy can sing. Yeah. So he could. My name is Dan. What? You know when they're in the car? Sweet child of mine, you oh, mean? sweet child. You said my name is Dan. Yeah, because he starts his part. Adam Scott starts his part by going, "My name is Derek, and I can sing high." Oh like right, Derek. sorry, I forgot. Because he's got to bring it back after Catherine Hahn is just flat as a board. <laughs> Fifteen hundred for what? I think that part's in the thing that we kept, so I probably shouldn't do more bits that we already did. <sighs> Who knows? This podcast is a bit of a mess. I remember this one. We went on a lot of tangents anyway. I guess we could do a little bit of an update on the strikes. Um, 24 hours later, still going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Turns out one day doesn't change a lot, but. Um, what did I listen to today about it? I listened to something about it today and it was obviously very revealing as I can't recall anything i went for a walk today at work because i was falling asleep at my desk because i am bored don't have much of a job <laughs> more um, of a job than me okay hey you edit this podcast yeah and i'm making bank off it really no not okay, even close because i would have sued you anything ass. it's costing me money because it's costing me time i would have sued your dirty little ass if you were making money off of this <laughs> i'm just <laughs> secretly yeah um I actually sold the podcast to Apple uh, and didn't tell you. Should we start pitching the podcast to people? <laughs> what, to buy it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. What if we could, like, maybe this is an off-mic topic. I'd like to get paid for this at some point. Oh, yeah, same. That would be very so cool. So why don't we, like, start trying to do that? Here's the thing. I don't think we're at the point. I think we need to, like, brand ourselves and, like... Uh, start like yeah, actually they can advertising us, before we can sell ourselves. Maybe they can help us. Yeah, but I don't want to pull a smosh and sell way too early, you know? Yeah, but like, I'd like to make a little moolah. Mm. So, anyway. the only thing left really is rankings. There's not much of a discussion to be had because we already had the discussion. It just was not recorded. And um, he regretted it as soon as we put it up there, but it's going to stay where it was. Yeah. So Calder initially wanted to put it above the Big Lebowski yes. at four. And I said, no. And I was initially And thinking, he started actually crying, like real tears, weeping, mm -hmm. begging me not to try and put it above there. I put it lower initially, but then I was like, you know what? Because Calder sold that like Step Brothers has uh, withstood the test of time. It's aged better than most uh, comedies that are as old as Step Brothers is, and some even younger. Infinite, infinitely rewatchable. Yeah. It, there's nothing really that ages poorly other than they use the R word a couple times, but like... And the dog shit dinner scene, which I think is still in it. Oh, like where the, like the, the unrated scene? thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's bad, but that's not in the theatrical cut, so it's not real. Yeah, but for the most part, all of it is very... It just, like, ages well because you're just laughing at these two dinguses, you know? Um, so, ultimately, I said, Calder, why don't we put it at six underneath Black Klansman? And, and I Calder said, that's said the devil's okay. number. And then I later went, actually, 
I'm fine to put it above Black Klansman. So, Step Brothers sitting at five below Big Lebowski, above Black Klansman. I kind of let you bend me over backwards for that one. Call me Bell, because I bent you over a barrel. I knew you were going to say bend me over a barrel, because you've been saying that one a lot. And I like it. I've just been feeling it, you know? Yeah, it's a good one. And Hillary's watching season two of 13 Reasons Why, and that's a rough one. What, is that, what does that have to do with bending over a barrel? They put a broom in that kid's ass. Oh, and interesting. And he shoots up the school. S- super cool show. Super cool. Chill. It's actually a chill show. Yeah, that's a good That's a good show to like watch while you're trying to chill. It's absolute trash, but it's like... I find myself watching and being like, what the fuck's going on? Because it's like yeah. that trashy. Earlier today, Hillary was watching it with her AirPods in, and I was applying to jobs, and so I was, it was on but muted, and there were subtitles, and once in a while I'd look up for like a span of like two minutes, and she'd be like, you want me to take my AirPods out? And I was like, no, because then I'm just going to watch it. <laughs> so It's like, it's fucking trash, but it's watchable. Anyway. Well, it's just a lot of like, anyway, we're not going to talk about 13 Reasons Why. Next episode is Game Night. Yeah. Uh, Which we've already recorded at this point. Mm -hmm. But uh, look forward to that episode next week. And I think in that episode we talk about the movie Game Night. Um, One sec. Let me... Let me check my notes. I was I was frantically looking around for a piece of paper to flum, fumble around, do a bit. There you go. That's good. But I, I hello. Find one. Hello. Wait. This is isn't that? this isn't a bit. Oh my god. Should I go open Wait. the door? Should I open yeah, the door? Yeah. 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 Let me open the door real quick. Okay. Hello. Jared Fogel. Oh no, dude. We've told you to get out of here. I'm sorry. You're go. You're done. I don't need that kind of twelve inch. Yeah, sorry, man. That that guy keeps getting knocking on our door, and it's kind of a pain. He really wants to be a guest on the pod, and we- I know. I just don't want to like be the one that brings him back. Yeah, like here. Let me give you all the content that he could bring to the pod. Listen, can I ask? I like sandwiches. Can I ask a question? Sure. Was he a child porn guy? Uh, yeah. <laughs>